You are listening to I Can't, I Have Rehearsal, a podcast for the creative visionary. A backstage look at the creative process from the imaginations that bring it to life. Hello, theater family. I'm Rachel, and welcome to another episode of I Can't, I Have Rehearsal, a podcast for the creative visionary. So today, I'm on my, well, I'm on my own as a podcast host, but... I have a awesome stand-in co-host today because Travis is off gallivanting in New York with with Miss Amy and Kevin. So uh, I had my great roommate step up in, and she's back on the podcast for her her third episode, technically. Technically, yes. <laughs> technically. <laughs> oh, welcome back, Abby Gilbach, to the podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, thank you for doing this with me, even though we've had some technical difficulties that have made me want to stab myself in the eye. <laughs> it's okay, it's a roller coaster. <laughs> it's a little bit of a roller coaster. Today has been a little bit of a roller coaster. All right, so today we're uh, doing another episode in our Broadway on Hennepin series, and we went and thoroughly enjoyed cried like big giant babies oh full on first act that's all i did is cry and then at the end the guy next to me goes so is it your first time seeing it (laughs) is it that obvious sorry (laughs) we saw the wonderful new new production of the phantom of the opera and that's all you can say because we don't want to get sued (laughs) (laughs) so we'll give you a brief little synopsis on the show so the show is based on the classic novel please don't come for me my french is not good um but la phantom de l'opera by gaston laroux Uh, But Phantom tells the story of a masked figure who lurks beneath the catacombs of the Paris Opera House. He falls in love with a young, innocent soprano named Christine and devotes himself to create a new star by employing all the devious methods at his command. Mm. (laughs) It makes you forget about the other plot lines that are in there. There's so many plot lines. So many. (laughs) All right, so musical breakdown. What's your favorite song from the show, Abby? Oh, well, it used to just be the Phantom of the Opera, like the main Kahuga. The main theme. Kahuga? (laughs) The main Kahuga. Like, the full, like, I looked over at you, I'm like, here it comes, here it comes, like, just waiting for it. Um, But this time, um, Wishing You Were Somehow Here Again, like, struck a chord with me. Oh. I don't know. That song is always, like, when I'm watching it, like, the movie version or um, the Royal Albert Hall. I butchered that. But that version. That's, like, I'm, like, eh, it's, like, an important part, but I'm just, like, listening to it. But for some reason, I, like full-on felt it like, <laughs> yes all the way deep down in your bones oh yeah and i was like what is happening i've heard this song a million times what is happening live theater does that to you <laughs> oh oh i picked up on so much yeah it's hard to choose but that's the one that i was like shocked hit my soul more than oh i thought mine is past point of no return oh close oh. third oh it was so good so good it's always been my favorite song in the show and just the gentleman who played the phantom during our performance was so good so good so i finally i think i looked at you in the car and said i finally understand what that scene is now like i I like got like the whole picture of it like it finally comes full circle it makes sense okay So, who was your favorite character? And this is, like, character in the performance, not overall, like, what you've seen. Mm. But last night's performance, who was your favorite? Oh, probably the Phantom. (laughs) Every, like, I just, everything about him and his voice and the acting and just, like, the side that he showed of the Phantom, Mm -hmm. I was just, like, well done, well done. I have to concur. Also, for some colorblind casting... Because our phantom was a very, very beautiful African-American man. Mm-hmm. Very beautiful. <laughs> very. Oh, did the- check him out. His name is Derek. 
oh i'm a bad yeah, it's derek davis I derek davis i believe his name is you should check out his instagram it's beautiful yes i just started following him watch all of his <laughs> instagram highlights all right and then i guess we always ask this question but i don't i don't know how to answer it myself so i don't know how you would answer it but who would you want to play in the stage production meg <laughs> hands down like there was a scene um where well first she's the first one to sing that phantom of the opera line like the oh he's there the phantom yep. of the opera yep she's the first one to sing that and since that's usually my favorite like why not me start singing it <laughs> randomly like i do in the real life but then um that scene where her and christine are having like a little fangirl moment after mm-hmm. she's done pers- um performing thinking of you or uh Think of me. That's yeah, what think is. of me. And then um, the ballet teacher, whose name is not in my head right now, is like, aren't you a dancer? Then dance. And, like, they're still fangirling. And, like, she's just so caught up in the moment. I was like, yep, uh, that's oh, me. Madame Guerry, I think is her name. Yep, that sounds about right. That sounds right. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's me. That's me. <laughs> All right. Now we're just going to openly fangirl about the show for like the next 20 plus minutes. Oh, good. Because there's a lot <laughs> to be done. <laughs> so we've kind of talked about the cast. We really, I thoroughly enjoyed Derek Davis as mm-hmm. um, the Phantom. And you said it on the way home. You liked how um, Emma Grimsley is her name the girl who played Christine when we went to see it was like dainty but also like a woman who could get shit done <laughs> oh for sure yeah I was like because like the movie version I feel like she was too dainty in my yeah. opinion there just wasn't I felt like really bad for her but in this version I felt like she could hold her own mm-hmm. and I could see her go through this like change and process and she had more depth as a oh, character sure. in this one than in the movie. I don't know. I don't really like the movie version, to be perfectly no, honest. No. It's not. I can't stand Amy Ross. <laughs> Amy Rossum, I think, is what her name is. Um, but, yeah. And I feel bad because Raul is one of those characters who's kind of like, eh, that's great. You're cute. And yeah. you stand there. And I was waiting for it. Like, he comes through. Like, he go, like, especially, spoiler alert. We're going to, like, if you haven't seen this show, we're going to spoil it first. First, why haven't you seen this show? Yeah, that's a better okay. question this, first. First, if you haven't seen this show, why? Second, spoilers. Yes. Um, but... It's always that moment, you know, at the very end of the show where Raul goes to save Christine from mm-hmm. the Phantom. And he goes down the stairs and his shirt is buttoned. But as soon as he bursts into the Phantom's lair, he is miraculously is disheveled and his, his shirt is buttoned, unbuttoned down to his belly button. Like, I get it. I get it. But like. It's not necessary as a plot point. <laughs> well, it's okay. The thing like that I appreciate about the movie is you see his journey down and why he became so like undressed. I don't know if that's the right. That term. makes sense. But at the same time, like Phantom and Christine make that long journey, and they are still fully clothed, looking gorgeous as ever. <laughs> <laughs> they are still super put together. <laughs> yes, and singing the whole time. <laughs> So I don't know what kind of battle that Raul has to go through. An alligator. Yeah, an alligator. It's in Paris. Are there there alligators in Paris? Good question. Probably not. Probably not. (laughs) Well, maybe like... The Loch Ness Monk. Nope, that's Scotland. That's Scotland. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just... Movie theater magic. We'll just chalk it up to that. Just... But yeah, in that scene, I really appreciate like they gave him more substance and like point. Like it wasn't like, oh, he's just kind of chilling there. Like you can see the struggle he was going through, like mm-hmm. sacrificing himself, but also like Christine, like having this big battle, yeah. And also Phantom, like his whole switch of of trying to be 
like a good human like he wants like a good like, bad guy he he doesn't necessarily want to be the bad guy like he wants to be he wants people to hear his music he and he wants christine to love him that's why i have a hard time like thinking that he's the bad guy the whole show i never think he's the bad because and i don't understand like, like, i'm there i'm just like he's just lonely like he just wants some love well if you think of it like from like a mental POV, mm-hmm. like he probably didn't have those social skills built. <laughs> Is that the teacher? In I love that the teacher. <laughs> he was just coming up. I don't think he learned these social skills so when, when he, he was has small. to interact with other humans. <laughs> like it just didn't happen like the way that is like I don't know socially constructed in your uh, brains. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Now that we've we've poofed all over the not poofed. Poofed was a bad bad choice of words. <laughs> um That's a great scene though. Oh it was. Oh, it was one of my favorites. <sighs> and How about um the chandelier scene? Well, we'll get to tech in a second. Oh. Cause I wanna talk about Disappointment. <laughs> the disappointment. <laughs> I can't talk about it right now. I can't talk about it right now. I need a minute. Um not that I'm poo-pooing our seats. We had really good seats. Mm-hmm. And we were we sat behind two very short ladies. Yes. Which was also Great. mint. <laughs> <laughs> it was mint. Um, but I liked the the, um, the actress who played Carlotta in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's her? Uh, Trista Moldovan? I hope I said that right. I enjoyed her. I did too. She was very, like, Spanish and, like, fiery. She had, like, her own, like, take on the character. Yeah. She wasn't, like, I've, the two times before that I've seen it, I felt that Carlotta was, like, I get it. She's an over-the-top character, and that's how she's written. But then it's, it kind of falls to being, like, okay, I get that you're playing a big character, and it's huge and, and whatever, but then... If you, if you overplay it and you're really chewing the scenery, it kind of takes away from the performance. Mm-hmm. Because she is a beautiful opera singer. Yeah. And, and a little bit of a diva. And a little bit of a diva. But she was like the right amount of like... I could relate to her. Yeah. Like she was sassy and she, she, you know, she was larger than life. She was a very popular opera singer, a very popular soprano. And um, and you could tell she was a big shot. Yeah, you could tell she was a big shot that, you know, um, that people wanted to care, you know, mm-hmm. that, you, that people paid to see her. Mm-hmm. But she wasn't so, she wasn't a caricature. That's yes. the word I was looking for. She, she was like a person. She was an actual human person who is a bit of a diva, but, you know, it's well deserved because she has performed so many times and mm-hmm. she is well known for her voice and things like that. So I I liked that portrayal. Mm-hmm. As well as the little girl played Meg. She was so cute. Oh, she was. Just this, like, such a button. <laughs> and I also liked, um, oh, I'm forgetting their names. Andre and his buddy. Oh, Mr. Fermin and Monsieur. Andre. Andre. They, I love that, them. They, those two were hilarious. They were hilarious. But I also like, because I, I feel like in, I mean, I've only seen the Albert Hall and then the movie. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in both of those, they're just kind of like a mockery. Like there are these two dudes who are. They're caricatures have, again. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I feel like in this one, they had like depth to them again. And mm-hmm. it was like, you could see how they were like trying to help, but they weren't so naive. No. They weren't like, oh, whatever, this is my show now, get out of the way. Yeah. They, I feel like they try to incorporate, like, what was already happening, mm-hmm. but still, like, kind of getting rid of the old stuff to make room for the new, like, yeah. an appropriate and, amount. And this production that we're talking about, too, as well, um, is, has been revamped. So mm-hmm. I think what's kind of happened, too, now that, because the first time I saw it, I saw it in New York on Broadway. Hair toss. <laughs> Salty. It's okay. Um, but good for you. Good for you. Thank you. Um, and I was up in the mezzanine the first time I saw it. Mm. Which, uh, personal preference if you're going to go see this show, 
sit in the mezzanine. Yeah. I would I would sit in the mezzanine. Mm-hmm. I feel like, um, like again, not to poo-poo our seats. We had great seats. They they were amazing. It was like the, it was perfect. It was like the perfect depth away to really see the full stage and and get that whole thing. And but, also the audio when the Phantom's voice oh, carried oh, for a we're, while. We're I thought about he was actually minute. sitting in the audience. Yeah. And when they lock the doors, like. It was just so it well sounded placed like, where we were sitting. Like the, oh, the, uh, like the, the actual, actual doors, doors were locking. Is where like the sound came from. And like. It oh. was it was super cool. And we'll we'll talk a little bit yeah. more of that in like set and tech. But yeah. um, I can't remember where I was going with it. I think those little touches to develop, to change how those characters were. Because mm-hmm. they are such caricatures of themselves. Like. It's a nice, it's a nice twist to see. Yeah, to see them be a little bit more fully developed. Mm-hmm. All right. I feel like that was like the whole cast, though. Yeah, like all of them. There, everybody seemed a little bit more fleshed out yes. than went into like seeing like an original, original, not not like original, original, but like the, I guess the first, the the word? first, the original staging. Yes, that's what I should say. Original staging of the show. Mm-hmm. I think this was a little, it was a little better. All right, we're going to talk about set and tech. Okay, I'm ready. Because this set. <laughs> well, everything about it, like when we first walked in to yeah. the performance space, like before we even like got through security, they had a giant chandelier oh, hanging. Yeah. Just hanging. There. And it was like not just like a regular chandelier, like one for decoration. Like this one caught your attention. Like you had no choice but to look, look at, at it. Look at it, Yeah. And I mean, it was like the first thing that you noticed, and, and that was that would be my only complaint about our seats is that, uh, mm. and if you've ever been to the Orpheum, you know this. I mean, it's a gorgeous, beautiful ceiling, and um, that's where they hung the chandelier all the way at the top of the ceiling yep. above the mezzanine. Yep. And if you walked down, or you, if you walked down to like the like, like where the, the handicap row is, even down in the hand that that very front row um before you're in the like oh, yeah. the the back of the main floor mm-hmm. and then there's like that there's that section there where a lot of people roll their wheelchairs and then there's the main floor closest to the pit mm-hmm. even there looking up and seeing the chandelier is super cool and i think i think had it we been in the mezzanine being able to see that the whole time. Oh yeah, would have added. Would have added because you got to see. I mean, maybe even if we'd been down a little farther, like closer to the pit mm-hmm. too, you can see that chandelier go. I mean, not just hanging low enough for everybody to see it, mm-hmm. but go. You know, do that. Well, I feel like they illuminated it while they had the performance because I could see the audience that was hanging below it was a little was more a little bit up. Yep. And I think it was, and I don't know, if anybody who was there during our performance that was sitting in the mezzanine wants to comment, we would love to hear from oh, you. 12 out of 10, please. 12 out of 10. <laughs> um, if it was lit the whole show. Because I noticed too, and I, and I don't notice, and it, I, I don't know it's be, if it's because I've been there. I, I don't want to say so often, but... More than once. I've been there more than once. <laughs> I've been there doing different shows. But I noticed, and it's one of my favorite things that, like, that I've noticed in theaters that some of them do and some of them don't, depending on, you know, what's playing there. Mm-hmm. I happen to notice, uh, like, the lights on the wall were candles. Like, they, I mean, they were still, you know, they were light bulbs, mm-hmm. but they... They looked like candelabras instead of the regular. I don't. I can't remember if they're regular well, lights or if they're candles. There. I feel like they might have done that though because the audience is actually part of the show. Yeah. Like when the oh I can't remember who he is. The he like pops up from the audience, like when they are pra- the first scene where Carlotta is singing. Oh um the, the uh, not. The director, no, I don't know. No, no, I think he's he's the, I think he's the director. Yeah, like that. He like pops up from the audience like a director would be if he's yeah. watching. The I don't know show. if he was in the audience or if he was in the pit. Oh. I think he was in the pit. They all blended into me. Yeah, I mean, from where we were sitting, he looked like he was in the audience, mm-hmm. but I think he was in the pit. But that, I mean, 
back then, I'm assuming that's where a director would sit and watch the show. Mm-hmm. And then just to watch him pop up and be like, oh, he's in the audience. And yep. then um, when they went to go lock all the doors, he walked yes. through the side of the audience, which I thought was like. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. I, I like to notice little things I was like, like trying the second act. I'm like plugging my ears. Loud noises are about to happen. Like <laughs> getting myself prepared. Fun fact about Abby. Abby hates loud noises. Hate them. I, Hate them. Hates loud noises. Like a loud bang. <clears throat> no, thank you. Gunshots. Like, no, thank no, you. No, <laughs> abs- Those are that's like level. Oh, that's like a scary level. For you me. don't even say the word. <laughs> you just don't. Because I already. I like pre-warned her probably sixteen different times in the car alone. In and the then car. Forty-five. And four or five. Before. We were saying that because like, <laughs> there isn't really like a big bang in. In the first act. No. The only like, big the thing was act. the chandelier. Yeah. Which you oh. could see. Oh, <gasps> can we talk? Yes, we can talk about the chandelier now. <laughs> okay, good. Because I, this is like where I would have liked to sit further up. Like even back row of the back rows. Up yeah. Top. Because you can see that chandelier fall. Because I feel like we just saw it as it stopped falling. Yeah. And it, I, I had the effect, but... I didn't see the full thing. So I did. it was kind of like a, more of a shock. Yeah. And I've seen it. So the first time I saw it, the chandelier, um, I was in the mezzanine, and the chandelier falls. Like the way it fell um, in New York was it it would swing. Like mm-hmm. it would, and it would sway a little bit, you know, like a chandelier would. Yep. Just naturally. Well, and I think it did. And I think it did. Because everyone looked up while it was illuminated when he's singing the note song. Yeah. Which was hilarious. Oh my gosh. But we'll talk about that in the music. Yeah, we'll talk about that in the music portion. <laughs> um, but, um, like, it swung over the whole audience. Like, as it fell, it, like, bounced, swung, and then landed on the stage. Like, and I'm like, oh my god, we almost died. Yeah. Well, and I saw it in the Royal Albert Hall version. Uh, it was like over the whole audience. Like the audience, like you could hear them gasp without any microphones or anything. Yeah. The, and it was just like such a big moment. And, and I, I feel th- like it was a big moment, but if we would have been sitting closer or up top, I think it would have Because been. I heard the people up in the mezzanine go, <gasps> Before we even Before we saw even. or heard anything. Yeah, and you know, and here's the thing, you know, like if you've if you've heard of the show at all, mm-hmm. if you've read the book, if you you know what's coming, you know this big chandelier is gonna fall at some point. Um, well, and they mention it like during the prologue too. Yeah, they do. They mention it during the prologue. So you, I mean, you know it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. You know it's gonna come down. But I want to talk about the tech of this chandelier because other than it falling. So this <laughs> chandelier is was, covered oh. in like this. Um, canvas? Not canvas. Yeah, like a canvas tarp like because they're they're auctioning off items from the opera house because mm-hmm. it's closed now. And, you know, it's lot 666. Bad juju. Bad juju. Bad juju. And it's just hanging there. And it, pre-show, it's hanging there. Covered up. covered up um looking all old and ratty looking all decrepit af yep. <laughs> and oh, when oh, they I'm finally just i know i am too so when they finally get to it you're just like oh yes yes because abby made a comment that they're like the show just started it didn't have like a uh-uh. There wasn't an overture. There wasn't in the show. The band didn't even warm up or anything. Nothing. They you just got were on stage. Nothing. They, people were just on stage. Boom, the show started. Yep. And I'm like, this is how it usually starts. There is no overture because they got to light that chandelier and bring oh, it up. I'm getting go- like straight up goosebumps just thinking about it. <laughs> I, so I was like all excited. And then the line came of with a little... And I just waited, like the brief yeah, pause. Yeah, like, everyone with, I just with a little in teal- all the air into my lungs. Yes, yeah, so with a little magic, and literally, and I'm like, I am thinking here from a, like a backstage actor perspective. I'm like, how are they gonna get that tarp mm-hmm. off 
that chandelier. Well, because the way they and made it look, it was like it was like in a bag almost. Yes, like it was pinned underneath and scooped around the like a giant Christmas present. Exactly, like a giant <laughs> like wrapped ball Christmas present. I was thinking, oh my gosh, they're gonna drop, drop this the- giant tarp on the audience. Yeah, or <laughs> it's just gonna light up underneath the tarp, and you won't be able to reveal what the actual. Or thing it, is. you know, or it does the fall. You know, and where, it hangs underneath. And it hangs underneath. And then we got to worry about, oh, well, how the hell are they going to get rid of that little uh-huh. tarp? No, this tarp. The, okay, oh. so the. I'm literally getting goosebumps because it was so I want to watch it in slow motion. Good. Will someone record it or like do like a backstage on Instagram and record it and put it in slow motion, please? <laughs> <laughs> the way they revealed the chandelier. So he starts talking about it. He starts mentioning it, blah, 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 blah. You know, they took the time to restore this beautiful chandelier back to its former glory and then wired it for electricity to, you know, show off that, you know, what it once looked like before it had you know because before it was just lit probably all candles per candles yeah and then it starts to like slowly it does like the heartbeat glow where Mm -hmm. it's like lighting up and then all of a sudden he's like and then he put i present they lowered it too a little bit more yep they lowered it a little bit more so everybody could see it and then it's it's lit it's it's dimly lit and then all of a sudden the tarp just gets sucked, sucked into in. nowhere. He like says, he says illumination and whoop, <laughs> and sparks fly and then you hear the orchestra and shut up the, and I was like <gasps> like I have ne- I have goosebumps right now just thinking about it because it was a great moment. The the way cuz the tarp gets sucked into the the chandelier and then all of a sudden you hear the theme you hear the you just hear the organ go, and you're like, ooh, this is going to oh, be good. Gonna be so, and it's so loud. <laughs> but, like, beautifully loud. <laughs> you were mentioning that I, So I'm a band geek, 100%. Yes. And I love orchestras because of the brass, and I feel like that's why the, sh- the music hits me, because there's so much brass in it. Yeah. And it that, that moment... It just, and then what, what they were doing on stage though, like there was like this gray, like curtain, kind of like with Mermaid, how you did the water scene. Oh, just the scrim? Yeah. yeah the scrim is down. There's and a scrim then down. like the people at the auction, except for Raul, are still there. Yep. And then like you're trying to focus on the chandelier and then it, for us, it went out of It sight. went out of focus. So we pay, and I think that's the upside to where we sat. Yeah. Is that the chandelier goes up above the mezzanine. As soon as we can't see it, Obviously, we can look on the stage. We're looking on the stage. And people are, they went from wearing like black coats to, we're just going to segue into costumes yeah. because that's the next thing. It was <laughs> just like, he, he's left on stage and you see the ballet dancers start to warm up. So like we were transported back in time, like he was having a flashback. Yeah. And, it, and the whole time I'm listening to the music and I can just start feeling what it must have been like there. Like the music was that good that it transported you back. Yeah, because that was another like, it's another tech slash costume thing is that when they lit the chandelier, the chandelier is going up and you see these ballet dancers are warming up. Uh, like the tone of the show, you know, it's very bleak and dark, mm-hmm. and it. And I think it is because that scrim is down too, yeah, which helps. Yep. But well, yeah, because as soon as they lifted it, it was like what? It was like beautiful, sparkly colors, and people were wearing beautiful outfits, and it, I, I mean, it looked impeccable. But you just see these dancers, and it's, it's just set in this like warm, kind of pinky orange light yep. behind the scrim, well, and, and they're then warming the, up. How the set turned. Too, like, th- I was like, how are they gonna make this work? Like, how is it? Cause I watched like a recording of a show, yeah. So I didn't see all the set turns. Like they keep kept that kind of hidden, yeah. But the way it went from the auction, like you could see, like during the auction scene, you could just see how, what it was supposed to look like, especially with that chandelier there and how the gold just popped, yeah. And how, oh, and and the costumes were just, they were stunning. The, they were, they had enough of like the nostalgic, this is how like the costume typically looks. I think look. it's in the 1800s is where yeah, this is Yeah, the late 18, late 18, no, the 19th, late 19th century. Yeah. But it's just like, it had the, but it was also, I felt very modern. 
Yeah, there was there's little pieces of it that were like some of the colors that were chosen mm -hmm. were, and then the cuts of things were a little bit modern. But it was, I mean, the accuracy. And oh. I have here too the little quick facts from the Hennepin Theater Trust that in the show alone there are more than 1,200 costume pieces and 120 wigs that travel with Phantom. Um, another fun fact about the chandelier. Um, is that there are 6,000 beads in the iconic chandelier. 632 beads per strand, weighing more than 1,500 pounds. And I even, like, during intermission, I we walked down a little bit, and I looked at it just trying to figure out the rigging of it. Like, that, the, they made the chandelier look like it was part of the performance space yeah and and that was so cool and i think that's something that's doable in the orpheum i mm -hmm. think i think it's i think it's common and i and i know there's chandeliers in there and i and i made a mention about it to we were there um we i finally got to sit with mary alcard <laughs> during a performance which was super nice and i made a mention i'm like did they there's little hanging chandeliers down on the main floor mm -hmm. And I looked at them and I'm like, did they change the chandeliers in here? And she's like, I don't think so. I think this is how they have always looked. And I'm like, I don't think so. Because they looked like little mini replicas of the, of the big, big chandelier, chandelier that was up at the top of the ceiling. Which I thought was super nice touch. Mm -hmm. I also like they had another really big chandelier hanging farther back. Yeah. That was gorgeous. That Oh, it was so pretty. So, mm. so pretty. But, but the costumes were amazing. Costumes were amazing. The costume changes for some oh. people were just... Oh. I didn't even realize Christine changed costumes between... When was it? It was when she was practicing in that like blue dress. And then all of a sudden she's at her father's um, grave in, in the a, cemetery. In like a gray black dress. Yes, in a totally different dress and a cloak. Yeah. And like she put the cloak... Oh, I was just... I don't, I, don't, I don't know. It could have been lighting. Yeah. Or no, that wasn't the scene. That wasn't. It was before. Uh, was it after Think of Me? No, it or was. Think of me? I'm going to have to look now because I can't remember what the song was. Um, or was it? Uh, it was the one where they have their tent. All I Ask of You. Oh. When she. Yeah, on the roof of the opera house. She, the scene before that. She like runs off stage and then all of a sudden, oh, it's a masquerade, isn't it? No, it's not. No, masquerade. no, 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 no. There was one it's all where I was, asked, yeah. It was so super fast. Where she goes like, from wearing this like, it's still a, it's still a dress, but it's not a fancy dress yeah. at all. And she runs out. Her and Raul sing the song, and she comes back in and she bat like she's bowing with the show. Yeah, and she's wearing the show costume, and I'm like, what? 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 It was so. I did. I did some. Uh, you know, creeping. I don't know if you want to call it creeping, but I went on their Instagram mm -hmm. and her fastest um, costume, costume change is 27 seconds. 27 seconds. I would be all kinds of nervous pooping backstage <laughs> because for with Mama Mia, I helped Sylvie change after Lay All Your Love yeah. into Super Trooper. And every night I was shaking and like, don't screw it up, don't screw it up, don't screw it up. <laughs> Just freaking out. It makes and me I want to time oh. one of my fastest costume changes because... I don't have time. I'm just trying to breathe and keep it together and make sure nothing's popping out. <laughs> Either, that's, that's the thing, though, with a costume change. You just you want to make sure everything is where it's supposed to be, but you're like, is my whole costume? Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, that that um, Carlotta had a fast costume change on stage. Oh, the, the one where she is flipping over into where she gets she's the like, first time they get the notes yes yeah and she's like that. oh i'm gonna sing okay i'm gonna get in costume like she redoes her face her face has new makeup on it yep and she has a wig on she has a wig on and a completely different costume and different shoes and leggings and i what i loved about it is i could see like the character like, yeah. going through that but also the actor like going through it, and uh, to be fair, she did have like a whole team of an army oh, helping her change. And they were so they did so well. Like 
I was trying to figure out like where they were hidden at. Like I could tell the whole time like they were shifting weird. Yeah. And then they held up that one dresser skirt or whatever. Oh, and they were like fluffing it out Fluff- like they were cleaning Fluff- it for you. And she's putting on this wig and switching makeup her makeup. And, and you're just like. Because I saw like the little changing like trifold thing. Yeah. I don't know what the fancy name is for it, but I want one. And I could see them holding it. And I was like, that can't cover nothing up. Yeah. And it did. <laughs> it covered all changed, the things. And I went, ooh, like out loud. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> so, now that we've gushed about the tech and the set and the costume. It was just, oh, we haven't talked about the staircase, the hidden staircase backstage. <gasps> oh. I, like, I, I could see you start to lose it. Oh, my, my set brain? Yep. Just like... Um, so the first time when they go down into, I'm sorry guys, this podcast is all over the place, but, um, when they first go down into the Phantom's Lair and I'm looking at this and I love a rotating anything (laughs) on stage. The way that they, they rotate this huge set piece in of them like sneaking down like a corridor, like maybe underneath the theater, yep. I think is what it's well, supposed it's to so, be. She goes through the mirror, which yep. was amazing. Ugh. It was the perfect amount of fog. And then as soon as Raul comes back, the fog is gone. Like nothing happened. I feel like there's a fan on stage sucking that, oh, that, for sure. that stuff out. It was just, and I loved it because I got you... I was able to see more of the story, like Raul freaking out, like where did she just go? Yeah. But then you could also start to see the Phantom and Christine on the other side, like, and that he acted the entire time he was on stage. It wasn't like a freeze frame where he stopped. Like you could see him trying to search. trying to figure out, and you were like, oh, he actually cares about her. This isn't just some like one night fling. I'm reunited with my lost lover type of yeah jam. And it was. So they're sneaking down this hallway, and I'm like, "How are they getting down to this lair?" He you like, said that out loud, and I was like, "Did I?" Yeah. <laughs> like, how the how? And I'm like, "Cause he and opens I think the this, same thing." Cause he opens the store, and, and this, it's a straight drop, and this ped, and it's a straight drop, and Christine looks down, and then I don't know if he hits a button, pulls a lever. I I didn't see it happen because I'm trying to. Well, I'm he, looking around. He kind of does. I just did, like, the motion. You can't see the motion. He, like, puts his hand out (laughs) and, like, brushes, like, shows, like, here, look at this. Like, magic. And this pedestal, like, this pedestal step comes out. And I'm thinking, oh, they're going to ride all the way down on this Mm -hmm. little pedestal. No! Three steps at a time jut out. (laughs) And the light follows it. And it was... Like, you're trying to catch it, and it was the smoothest, smooth, like butter transition. It was great. I was, like, I had my hands, like, smacked to my face. Like, just like, Ooh! I was, and Abby will confirm, I was just like, oh. It was, I, I couldn't tell what was better, the transition there or the fact that I was hearing my favorite song like the phantom of the opera song and then them singing it and the phantom's voice i just because i heard the recording like when he's singing to christine when she's done with her performance and i'm like oh is this him actually singing or is this like a recording yeah but then i was like nope his actual voice he actually produced that sound and it was so beautiful but just and it was like they walked down these beautiful stairs. It was like, a great moment. It was just, and the whole rest of the set is rotating. It's still rotating. It's still rotating. And They're the walking fog down is the coming set. down at the bottom for like the river. Yeah, for the lake or river, whatever they want to call it. It and everything is still rotating. They get in the boat. It like rotates to the right, and then it rotates back to the left, mm-hmm. and then cracks open, and then you're in, in the, the phantom's, phantom's lair and the boat. The boat. Ugh. Okay. This boat is the most magical boat. I'm just trying to say boat as many times as possible. <laughs> I had to explain how uh, robots worked. <laughs> I didn't know. I was happy about this. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, they record a track or they set a track down for it to go on. And it oh, just flings across stage. Because I've beautiful. seen shows 
Two, I saw um, when I saw Hello Dolly. They mm. had set pieces like that that would just like set pieces that you would normally see somebody push out onto well, I stage. I was looking for like you were looking for people, people in all black. Yeah, because the way the lighting was. And the fog, I was like, there's probably someone on, like, one of those scooters you use in (laughs) in school that that you get your fingers trapped under, like, on their bellies. Pushing it. Pushing it. Nope. No. And then it just glides off with no one in it. Just glides off the stage. Yep. And then... It's robotics. I couldn't. That's pre-programmed. I... If I were a part of that show, I... Magic, stage magic every day. Would, that's that's straight stage magic. Oh, straight up. And I've seen it before when we saw, like I said, like when we saw Hello Dolly, mm-hmm. like a full bookcase flings itself across the stage, just whoop, slides into place. You're like, there was nobody oh, helping that. I, my mind, I would need a couple seconds to process. Oh, like my, my brain exploded. Straight exploded. It was great. It but was then the phantoms layer and then the fog like disappears and then it's just. That was the most impressive thing for me is yeah. that fog. And I think, and I kind of noticed it when we walked down closer to the pit, there was like a, um, like a, like a, like a, a track almost like yeah. a jet that must've been sucking it back down. Back down. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I felt bad for that pit too because all that fog rolled down yeah. into the pit. Into the pit. Which shout out to them. 12 out of 10 <laughs> job guys. I 12 uh, out of 10. Oh. Do you want to talk about the orchestra for a hot moment? Sure. Cuz I know it, it was just so happy. I I probably spend a good 10 15 minutes in like the playbill looking for how many people were part of that because the music was just so much. It was just and I like I told you in the car. I feel like at times it was louder than the like voices mm. like I couldn't hear the singing but at the same time like that's okay it's <laughs> okay well it's one of those things um it's one of those shows that has such a recognizable theme oh yeah that be, I, I don't even if you haven't sh- seen the show you know at least that the moment you hear four bar line you hear that chord progression like you know what it's phantom of the opera like you know it you know it 100 percent. you it could be playing you could be in the middle of target and you could hear that that little chord progression you're like oh they're playing phantom of the opera target please play that while i'm in there i don't think they'll play it until like halloween oh well that's when it gets played the most it's just it was so good and i think there was only like 13 that i counted 13 people there was one name listed for brass yeah and you know as a brass player myself i oh thank you thank you for your service (laughs) thank you for your service (laughs) it was just so like that first when the chandelier drops and the and you hear the the do 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 and then it gets quiet and you just hear the boom 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 oh <laughs> I looked. At, I, I started crying, and she I'm pretty sure that's the moment the guy next to me was like, tears. "Why here? Why here? Volunteer. Like, I immediately got like you feel it up your like it crawls up your spine. Oh. I mean, this show Maybe is one of those shows that really right. made me appreciate minor keys. Yup. Ugh. Everything about the them. use of the minor key in this whole show is so beautifully done. But oh. it's, I mean, it's Andrew Lloyd Webber, so I mean, I'm there not you surprised. Go. I just love it. But, yes. Every, um, oh. So. Music was awesome. The singing, like, I've, like I told you, probably like two or three times during the show itself. Yeah. I've never heard voices like that come out of someone's vessel. Yeah. Never. I, and it's, <laughs> it's like hearing it, it's like, oh yeah, there's people out there that can sing like that. But hearing it live. It's a whole different and experience. And how small christine is like yeah. she's this tiny petite woman she's also wearing a mic but well but true but it was like it's crazy oh. this oh. is why oh. i fully recommend you need to see live theater this is kind of why we do this podcast because i've never i've never seen something like that on that scale i don't think i've ever seen a musical on that scale before i think that was my first time see. for sure seeing a musical down at the, the Orpheum, Orpheum and yeah. any theater such like it. Yeah. Um, 
but it was just it's a whole different experience when, oh. you, when you're seeing something live like that and it's so i like closed my eyes and just took it in <sighs> like it hit like it, i was such a great soul. moment and i don't know if it's because i've started to see so many shows at the orpheum that I've, i don't know i've kind of become numb to it yeah. a little bit which is unfortunate but i mean i still i i loved every minute of it i was taken over by emotions and like i i cried the whole whole first act <laughs> the whole, whole first, first act. act i had a tear like it was like every other eye was just dripping the tear and as soon as it would start to fade and soak it back into the skin there would be another one <laughs> it was just so beautiful and like phantom when he does all i ask of you mm-hmm. from above i was waiting for that moment Oh. I was I was like, I know he's behind that little gargoyle harp guy. Like, I know he was there. Oh, 100%. And it's like, I could, I felt for him. He's eavesdropping on this private conversation. And I think that's the first time you understand him deeper than just this creepy guy who's demanding everything through notes. <laughs> yeah, and I just, it's oh, so, it's I mean, it's a, a 10 out of 10. Um, 12 out of 10. 12 out of 10. For me. That's a 12 out of 10. Everything. So we normally do a, we rate the show. Yeah. And and we rate it via curtain calls at a scale of one to five. What would you rate the show? (sighs) Five. You have a five? (laughs) I was like, try to pretend like you're thinking about, no. Straight (laughs) up five. (laughs) Like five, everything about it, like. The chemistry between, like, I can tell as people they were close, like, but also the way they are characters, like, I could tell they put their heart and soul into every single show. Yeah. Like, and I almost, like, want, I want to take my mom to see it, but at the same time, I'm like, I want to keep this moment I want to keep it for myself, because seeing <laughs> it again, I think... I, I mean, oh. I, I, if somebody wants to take me again, so the show is running through November 29th, so it's running through next Sunday? Sunday, I think, yeah. Isn't next. it longer than that? I thought it was until, like, December 2nd uh, or something like that. No, I think they're only... I can't remember. But, yep, that sounds right. I think they're running through the end of the Let month or the beginning the of... Instagram. You can creep on... Let me on. be your fact checker. <laughs> You're going to jack track me. It was just so... <laughs> I just pulled up my Instagram and I was creeping on Derek David. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Phantom Tour. They are running December 1st. Okay, so they're Sunday, running Next des- Sunday, December 1st. Next Sunday, December 1st. So you still have plenty of time to go and see this show. Strongly recommend it. Strongly recommend it. I- I'm going to give it a five, too, as well. And I know normally we cat we do like a community theater cast. I'm going to leave that up to you guys mm-hmm. to put together a community theater cast because I can't. I, I can't think of. It would take some serious time. It would take some. Yeah, exactly. Some well, we serious... talked Sylvie. Yeah. Sylvia Borish could dance the part of any ballet dancer. Yeah, really. I mean, but so not, I mean, playing Christine, not only do you have to be able to, to dance, you have to be able to to be an operatic singer. Yep. So there's that. I think, um, and he's young yet, so I don't know what his voice is going to do, but I think Jacob Hansen could sing Phantom. Yep. I think he could. I, I think he too. really, really could. Um, it's just he's very young. And I don't know what his voice is going to do. Well, he's not super, well, he, I mean, he's young compared to me. I'm an old 30-year-old. <laughs> I mean, I'm 23 and he's kind of young, but I mean, but, uh, I mean the kid is very talented. And I, I know that's kind of, he loves that type of music mm-hmm. and I could really see him performing in that role and doing very well with I it. I think, yeah. That's it's the, just those- such a grand scale. Like you have, I mean, all day, all on Friday and then during the night, you j- I just had such high expectations for it. I mean, yeah. it's so well known mm-hmm. and there's been so many people to s- that have sang the parts that there's a lot of pressure behind it yeah but i think jacob could handle that pressure and i think so I think too could do it. i mean i listen to him kill her voice every single night oh. every night I, every even night during joseph oh yes even during joseph because that's another one of my all-time favorite shows mm-hmm. and him nailing oh. clothes every door to me i cried 
Ugh. I have never told him this. So, Jacob, just so you know, <laughs> I cried. <laughs> it was so gorgeous. Was I was fangirling. I was like, how do we have this talent in this small Midwestern town? And then I watched Little Mermaid. I was like, Mom, that's Joseph. <laughs> I was fangirling. Fangirling. <laughs> and then I was in him with, like, with him in Mamma Mia. Mm-hmm. No, and he's a very talented individual, and I, I, I'm excited to see what he does with all of that crazy talent with the rest of his life. Oh yeah. But yeah, he's another. That those are the only two that I could really, off the top of my head, off the cuff. I think, think Libby could be a little Meg. <laughs> Libby's too sassy to be Meg. Yeah. Trues. <laughs> we love you, Libby. Team Arista. <laughs> I think she would be. I don't know. She's a good dancer. Though. Here's the thing. She would, I think Libby would just love to dance in the background. Yep. That's it. That's all Libby really wants just, to do is just, just wants just to dance. I just dance. She just, I just want to dance. I just want to dance. <laughs> oh, I also loved in the cast how there was so many like little parts that went into it. Like the backstage set hands, mm-hmm. like at the opera house. I love how they transitioned scenes too. Oh yeah. That was kind of nifty. That's cool. So. Well, I don't have anything for Producers Corner either. But so make sure you guys to leave comments so I can comment on your comments. And that's it for today. So make sure um, you can follow us on social media. All the links will be in the description box below. Uh, You can listen to us. We are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts really anywhere you can get podcasts to listen to i'm sure will come up in your aggregator you can also listen to us directly right on our website i can't i have rehearsalpodcast.com you can listen to stream episodes just straight from the website or you can download them for later listening also i know the merch store is currently down at the moment but get ready guys we have some new stuff coming out i'm so ready for it it's gonna be dope I've been working very hard. She has. I will. She. I came home from rehearsal, and <laughs> she is sitting at her computer working on stuff. And I saw a couple things, and I'm like, oh. We're gonna have some holiday things that are coming. So it's so wonderful. Keep an eyeball out. Just keep an eyeball out. Just stick it out there. Just stick it out there. Um, and make sure to like and subscribe especially on apple podcast guys um, yes it's, it's super easy i did it yes because i listen on spotify but <laughs> i went on and i rated it and super easy to do super super easy to do and it helps us uh just get traction and visibility and and eventually hopefully sponsors so we aren't paying for this all by ourselves but until next time are you ready to harmonize oh do I actually get to do this? You get to do the goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> so many make a wishes happening right I, now. This is a dream come true. <laughs> I can't believe this actually is happening. Dear diary. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, guys. Goodbye. Oh, that was so pretty. What just happened? <laughs> Mama famous. <laughs> I Can't, I Have Rehearsal, a podcast for the creative visionary. Born from the imagination of Travis Shapu. Edited and produced by Rachel Klein. Brought to you in part by Squarespace. And And 